0: Full service Radio, Full Service Radio. Full Service, radio. Full Service, Full Service, Full
1: Service Radio.
2: Full Service Radio is supported by Compass, the future of real estate in the Metro DC area and beyond. Discover more at compass.com.
1: Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. I live, work, and I love beer here in D.C. During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer, continued my studies in beer at grad school at NYU. Since then, I've been a beer director, beer consultant, beer bar general manager, I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week I will have a different guest from different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, bartenders, educators, to help us explore this fascinating and dynamic world. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we have something for you. All right, so today we have something very new and exciting. We are going to talk all about the Cicerone exam. Uh, Now, for those of you who don't know The Cicerone exam is very similar to the sommelier exam, Uh, and I'm directly quoting from the website here. Cicerone uh, designates hospitality professionals with proven experience in selecting, acquiring, and serving today's wide range of beers. Essentially, you are uh, tested on keeping and serving beer, beer styles, beer flavor, beer ingredients, brewing beer, and pairing beer with food. So today, uh, I have three guests, uh, Dylan Pitcher, He is the um, manager at The Sovereign in Georgetown in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Dylan, for coming in. Sure. Uh, We have Adam Barclay. He's the assistant manager at Birch and Barley Church Key on 14th Street. Adam, thank you. Thank you, sir. And Kenny Wynn, founder and CEO of Paco Beer Distribution. Uh, also formerly of Birch and Barley Church Key. Uh, Kenny, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me, Sarah Jane.
1: So the reason why I brought uh, this wonderful collection of human beings here is because you all have your certified Cicerone. Kenny, you also even went for your advanced. Uh, So there are three levels of the Cicerone. You have the certified beer server, which is a multiple-choice quiz that you take online that um, I'm pretty sure we all can confirm uh, is a a fairly easy task. Uh, To give you an idea, that is $69, and there are almost uh, 94,000 of them uh, in the world. The Certified Cicerone uh, is a four-hour exam. There's a written portion, tasting, and demonstration. Uh, This is 395 dollars you also probably have to buy an off flavor kit for $150. And there are about 3,200 in the world. The advanced is an all-day exam, written, oral, tasting, $795, and there are 80 of them. Then the master Cicerone is a once-a-year test. It's a two-day exam of essays, uh, oral, tasting. Uh, you have to get a 85% or better. It is close to $1,000, and there are only 16 in the world. Uh, just wanted to give you all a little bit of background if you were not familiar uh, with the Cicerone exam. So let's dive into this. Dylan, uh, you got this two years ago.
3: Yeah. Uh, so I got it two years ago coming right out of culinary school, mm-hmm. the Culinary Institute. Um, the
1: Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. Keep
3: going. <laughs> so, um, you know, honestly, for me and a lot of my alumni, it was pretty common to take high-end uh, beverage exams. You know, most of my friends were going and getting their certified sommelier. And, you know, for me, it was the clear choice. I like beer. I want to go be a beer professional. So mm-hmm. go take the Cicerone exam. Uh, and then, you know, move down to uh, D.C. to go work at Marley Church Key, just because I wanted to go work at the best beer bar I could find.
1: And for you, kind of, you were fresh out of culinary school and you were fresh out of a lot of, uh, beer classes. How was the exam for you?
3: Um, familiar, I would say, you Mm know, uh, that, that is one thing where, you know, taking big tests on food products. It's, uh, something I got pretty accustomed to, uh, especially tastings, you know, like you mentioned the off flavor kit. Luckily I went to a school that bought that for us. So, um, and you know, it, we had several classes. We had a brewery on campus, so you were able to interact with that portion, and that made the test a lot easier.
1: What was a portion that you struggled with?
3: Uh, the demonstration portion, which has to do entirely with draft systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that point, I had actually never worked with a draft system. Uh, so, so was... what
1: did you? What were you required to do?
3: So. On the exam, you either have to take apart a coupler and explain the cleaning process, you know, like, this is the solution you're going to use, this is how you do this, this is what all the names of the parts are, or a faucet head. So, you know, and and now that I work with it a lot, it's, you know, I do it in two minutes, but uh, at the time, it, it was, like, really academic, like, I had no idea what any of it was.
1: And you were in a room by yourself with people essentially judging you, or...?
3: Yeah. Uh, they, they have a proctor and they film you and they're like, okay, we're going to send this off and, uh, see how you did.
1: Fair enough. Um, and Adam, you just got word a month ago that you passed your Cicerone. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you. I wish I had like an applause button or something, but (laughs) 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 we do have an applause button. This is great. Um, time to be alive. Um, so you just got your exam uh, results, uh, and you are a very studious person. So, yeah. I would say, yeah. <laughs> so you went, went into this, the exam feeling pretty confident, I feel like. You've been working at Bertram Brelli Church Key for...
4: I had been working there a little over a year when yeah. I took the exam and uh, had been homebrewing and reading about beer for a couple of years before that.
1: Okay, so you went in fairly confident. Was there a particularly challenging part for you? Or was it just like super easy?
4: I wouldn't ever say that it was super easy. Mm -hmm. And there were certainly um, areas of the exam where the studying that I did in just a couple of weeks prior really helped to sort of integrate all the knowledge that I had picked up before then. Um, Sort of like Dylan, uh, definitely there are some areas of the exam. um, You can't go in just being a beer savant and expect to pass because there are so many other elements, including draft systems and cleaning draft systems. Uh, in addition to just memorizing a lot of stats uh, from the BJCP uh, beer guidelines um, that I knew I wasn't going to score 100% on, but was comfortable enough with the other parts of the exam where I wasn't going to stress about it.
1: Fair enough. Um, and Kenny, you've you've had your certified for t- two years. Correct. And you went for the advanced. Yes. How did those two differ?
0: Um, the major difference is a little bit more intense knowledge of um, all the fields in terms of... A brewing process, uh, um, the technical side of draft systems, uh, and um, uh, sit down with uh, Pat and Ray, um, both masters of uh, uh, master cicerones, uh, to do an in-person um, kind of discussion. One is on food and b- beer pairings, real time, mm-hmm. as well as uh, a discussion of beer um, blind blind tasting beer with um, with one of the masters.
1: Okay, so basically, you have a row of what,
0: yeah uh,
1: five beers or uh, beers? no? It's
0: one. Well, what I remember, I took it, uh, the advanced two years ago. Mm-hmm. I got my certified three years ago. Uh, was that put down a beer and they would t- ask you, "Is this uh, is this uh, German style pilsner?" And you would taste it, discuss it with. Uh, well, I was discussing it with Ray Daniels at the time, um, and uh, and break it down. Um, Flavors, uh, bitterness levels, um, and uh, uh, flavor profiles.
1: Okay. And you just, it's just like a one on one, someone sitting across from you taking notes?
0: Exactly. So it can be nerve wracking, especially um, if you're not comfortable uh, doing real time assessment of, of beers.
1: Okay. And so, as far as, um, you know, if we have people out there who are studying for their Cicerone, do you guys have any tips, advice?
3: Flashcards. I mean, lots of flashcards.
1: Flashcards. Okay.
4: And I mean, I don't think the organization itself as much says this, but if you haven't read Tasting Beer by Randy Mosher, that's more or less the unofficial study guide.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And I, I, honestly, like, I think that's a great place for people to start if they're just getting into beer. It's,
0: it's a really good synopsis of
1: kind of everything that you need to cover in the field, but at a very, you know, kind Based of intro up. level. Essentially. Yeah,
0: I think immersion in the beer industry is also a big one as well. You know, um, everything's theory and, and you can read all the books, but like um, Dylan mentioned, and, um, was you, you can't know the draft systems. You can read about it, but actually getting your hands on something and, and, uh, and doing it is immensely helpful to, uh, to learning and kind of retaining this knowledge. You know, the other thing that uh, a lot of people don't
3: realize, since beer is so subjective, you can kind of make it whatever you want, mm-hmm. um, finding those beers that are like your your true to style beers, actually, it kind of, kind of becomes a task in and of itself, you know?
1: Yeah, I think, that, I mean, if you're thinking about studying, you have to taste a bunch of beer, and you have to be able to blind taste a lot of beer, and for those of you who don't know, blind taste means you taste something in a glass, and you have to say, hey, this is a Cezanne because of this, um so I I feel like yeah that would be a that would be a challenge because brewers have so many inter- interpretations of you know yeah what's a german pilsner you know and you kind of got to figure out where to find some things.
0: Yeah I think in a in a world where there you know brewers are expected to be creative and do their own interpretation I think it's good to go back to what the basics are and recalibrate what your understanding of a of a classic you know stout is or um, a, a German Pilsner or a Bohemian style Pilsner, um, and 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 then you know when you have a basic understanding, it's easier for you to understand what it is it the brewer trying to trying to do with his interpretation of that style. His or her, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so you all have gone on to have careers in the beer industry. Um, have you found that the exam has been? useful for those for those jobs it's
4: honesty time well it's a little bit tough for me to say since I only found out about a month ago mm-hmm. uh, and this admittedly is is a very surface level um, but for a lot of people like beer nerds who come to the bar and are familiar with the organization and sort of uh, have an i a sense of respect for what that carries there is sort of an instant recognition that you get from having that certification um, compared to just say, having worked there for a long time and being respected by your peers, um, and whether or not that's deserved, there is definitely, people look at you a little bit differently when they know that you have that certification.
1: So there's kind of like instant trust from a guest who says like, hey, are you a certified Cicero? And you say yes. And they automatically kind of like, all right, cool, I'm in your hands a little quicker.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, admittedly, a lot of the bar rags who have come around a lot and are very familiar with some of our other bartenders, uh, I find them talking to me a little bit more um, because they, they have this understanding that um, that I have some, some expertise that maybe they weren't aware of before.
1: Okay, well, that's cool. That's useful.
4: Yeah, in a way, if you want to just have that recognition, sure.
1: Yeah. Dylan?
4: Well, uh, I, I would say it's a little,
3: um, per- it was much more personally gratifying uh, than professionally. Uh, I'd say that's mainly because of the restaurants I moved into. Uh, Birch and Barley, Church Key, and Sovereign have really robust training programs for their staff. So um, they have their own internal way of looking at things where uh, Cicerone wasn't as important in that yeah. aspect. Uh, it was certainly personally helpful to get to know everything really well. But, um, you know, Cicerone is just one way of looking at beer, and Birch and Barley, Church Key, and Sovereign have a different way of looking at it. So.
1: Yeah. Kenny?
0: Um, I think it depends on what you're trying to do with the certification. If it's for yourself, I think it's great, but um, I think the certification gets you in the door to a lot of places in Mm -hmm. terms of credibility. It it lets people know you have uh, a certain standard of knowledge, but um, I don't think knowledge generally translates to service uh, completely. Um, I think being able to to be at a place where you have, you know, somebody wanting uh, something similar to uh, a blue moon so you can in- instantly think Allagash White or something of, of, of similar characteristic and that you could just can't get from doing the Cicerone. I think that's more of being fully immersed to, to, to be able to think of questions or answers on the fly um, or how to service someone, to, to guide someone properly, um, I think requires a little bit more... Experience uh, either in a restaurant, a brewery, um, or a place where you get questions of all different types all day.
1: No, I totally agree. And I kind of want to dive into that, but we're going to take a really quick break uh, and we'll be right back with Beer Me recording live at the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C.
2: Music today, courtesy of Flash Frequency, DC native and host of Leaf Broadcast on Full Service Radio Thursday Nights. We'll be right back on Beer Me. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome back to Beer Me. Uh, we are here recording live at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I am joined today by Dylan, Adam, and Kenny. Uh, we are talking about the Cicerone exam, um, basically a certification process uh, for people uh, studying beer. And we're finally getting honest. Is it worth it? Um, so far, we've kind of talked about how it is a uh, a great kind of personal development, uh, personal pride. Um, But Kenny, you raised a really good point in that, you know, it makes a difference when you have immersed yourself in the beer industry, when you've been behind the bar or you are a rep, a beer representative selling beer, or if you work for a brewery, um, you know, you actually have a, a real understanding for what's going on in the industry. And, I'm guessing your point is maybe it's not professionally
0: necessary? I I think it is necessary on a level of a standard of knowledge, um, a, a reference point. You know, um, like Adam was saying, uh, people respect the certification. It is the end-all, be-all for, you know, beer certification uh, to test your knowledge and your ability. Um, but, it, you know, again, it... It's not the, the, the end line of learning. Um, I think that gets you through the door for most places. Mm-hmm. But to translate that into a, um, a skill set, a, a, a service style, which is what the Cicerone is, is to guide. And you can't necessarily guide if you don't have the experience or the questions um, that have been asked daily uh, of you to, to explain either a style or what's the difference between this beer and that beer. So I think it is necessary on some point, depending on what you want with that certification. If it's perfect personal gratification, then then great, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think for um, for everything else, you, you need that in in uh, in with with service or being fully immersed in something beer related.
3: I think it's great for uh, restaurants or hotels that aren't actually traditionally. Um, don't traditionally have great beer programs. Mm -hmm. More restaurants are being expected to have these really awesome craft beer programs, but they might not necessarily have their own internal staff that knows that. So it's a quick way just to tell a restaurant, like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I can get your beer program going, get your staff trained, all that fun stuff. Um, Because, you know, if you go to breweries or classic beer bars, you know, everybody there knows beer already, so...
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, a lot of times you see there are certain uh, beer distribution companies that require some of their reps to have the Cicerone um, certification, and you're seeing that kind of more and more. And if you look through the directory um, on the website of, you know, who has it, essentially, you'll notice that it is a lot of reps. And you know, Kenny, you have a, you have a beer distribution company. Um, I mean, have you? Would you ever think to require that of a rep?
0: Um, I personally wouldn't require it. Uh, I think that um, you learn best when um, you are bombarded with questions. I think where I learned the most was at working at Church Key and Birch and Barley because you have people of all different skill sets come in, Um, not just the beer geeks, but someone who doesn't know anything about beer, and they come in and they expect something... You know one of the bigger beers like let's say you know miller light or budweiser how do you how do you guide them and say hey unfortunately we don't carry this beer or you know this beer here uh maybe something like uh, a prima pills would be a good start mm-hmm. or, or or following up with the question is do you prefer something you know a little bit more bitter so you want to go german style pilsner or do you want to go a little bit softer you so you go bohemian style and whatever we have on our list at a time uh we can guide them towards the right one um So I I think that, um, I personally wouldn't require, but, um, I think that just doing it is, is the biggest important thing about, um, uh, learning beer and
1: now for Dylan and Adam, you know, you're both managers at both of these, uh, very impressive, uh, beer establishments and, you know, talking about having staff training and that kind of thing. And and yes, I'm, I'm keenly aware that there is kind of a different training process uh, for those, you know, thank you, thanks to Greg Angert, um, But do you find that like with staff when you, and I'm very aware also that you get a wide range of staff. You get people who really, really know beer, but don't, maybe no service that well you get people who are really talented uh, hospitality professionals but don't know beer that well and then you know you get some people who are just really nice but you know you can train them in both of those things um so you know kind of have you found staff members getting excited about the exam or or kind of you know putting it like as a as an unnecessary thing
4: Well, in my experience, I should mention I'm actually um, leading sort of an informal study uh, series of study sessions right now to help prepare some of the staff for the upcoming exams this year. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of excitement Uh, week to week. We generally have about eight or so people. And granted, we are only in the early stages. But next week, for example, we're going to do our first uh, off-flavor tasting session. And uh, we've even had people from outside of the restaurant express interest in coming in and getting in on that. I mean with all of those caveats, the cost, and is it worth it, and are they going to be peer professionals, and a lot of them won't be. I think there really is a de- desire for self-improvement and a hunger for more knowledge, even for people for whom this is more a hobby than a career.
1: No, I I totally agree. Um, and what are some of your study sessions like?
4: Uh, it, admittedly, it was very difficult to sort of set a structure um, where you could break things into Kind of more granular components. The thing about beer that makes it very fulfilling to study is that there's to understand one part of it, you need to understand a lot of other um, disciplines for context. Like styles emerge not out of a vacuum, but out of uh, out of a historical and political and even environmental context. And so it's very difficult to focus focus on one aspect to be able to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we started the first week. You know, just going over the exam and the structure and the costs and, you know, the ramifications that they don't pass. Can they take it again? week after that, we did malting and mashing, kind of like front to back, um, high level and moved into some of the more detailed components. You know, they might not be familiar with a triple decoction or the difference between that and a multi-step infusion. They might have never even heard of a turbid mash. Um, just kind of, kind of starting high level and using that to work towards these more um, sort of quirky quirky things that could come up in the exam or might just be fulfilling for them to know when they're communicating with guests and answering questions.
1: That's awesome. And when do you all do this uh, study class?
4: Uh, Typically before service on Mondays. Okay. Yeah, most everybody has their time off, yeah.
1: Very cool. That's really awesome. Thank you. So um, we're going to play a quick little game because we've got a little more time here. Um, I have in my hands uh, some... Flashcards <laughs> um, that I got uh, from a who's that guy in San Francisco? He wrote the
4: the beer scholar. Program. Yeah, the beer
1: scholar. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I got these uh, offline and I made them. Um, so I'm going to choose them at random, and we don't have buzzers or anything like that. But uh, if you know the answer, just say your name first and. Um, Whoever wins will get a prize of some kind. Okay? All right. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm putting you all on the spot pretty aggressively on a Monday morning. Okay. Um, All right. What are some common flavor and aroma descriptors for a very pale beer?
3: Um, Dylan. Dylan. Uh, Typically, for very pale beer, you're going to get some uh, more biscuity notes, more bread notes, uh, someone like... Bread uh, crust.
1: Perfect. Spot on. All right. One point for Dylan. All right. What is the best way to smell a beer?
4: Adam. Uh, first to do a drive-by, kind of uh, pass-by, uh, bring it in closer and waft it, uh, and then to do a deep inhale.
1: Awesome. All right. You guys are crushing these. <laughs> You're definitely winning. Um the flavor perception system is called? Dylan? Yes.
3: Uh, oral factor?
1: The Oh, man. I shouldn't have picked a card. I can't really pronounce it. The gustatory system? No, no one knew that one. I didn't know that one either. <laughs> Maybe these cards are wrong. I don't know. I found them on the internet. Um, <laughs> discuss the flavors that wood aging commonly provides a beer. Adam. Adam.
4: Uh, might have blown up Dylan's spot here, though. Um, vanilla, coconut, baking spices.
1: Yeah, perfect. Barrels are also used to age beer with souring agents. All right, we'll do one more. You guys are not, not super excited about this, <laughs> and I, I get it. <laughs> uh, what causes a beer to skunk? Uh,
3: Dylan. Mm-hmm. So there's a chemical in hops that uh, changes on a molecular level whenever sunlight hits it and that produces the same chemical that's actually in a skunk's self-defense system. And why Miller can't get skunked because they bred hops that don't have that chemical in it.
1: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) All right, well, you all did a great job. I really appreciate you humoring me. I know, kind of put you on the spot there. Um... All right, before we sign off, any last advice to people studying for the Cicerone or thinking about the Cicerone or any words of wisdom?
0: I think you should just uh, just study. Um, at the end of the day, I, I can agree with Adam. I think um, the hunger for knowledge is very important, and uh, I think that the Cicerone is a great way to set structure in learning because um, the Cicer- uh, beer in general is a very, very... Um, it, inclusive of a lot of different um, knowledge points. And, uh, and just learning something small or big is, is just the way to, to gain knowledge overall. Dylan? Um, I, I would say uh,
3: you need to be studying with a, a wider uh, scope you know, uh, learn your history, learn your basic service skills. Uh, There's a lot more into the exam than just knowing beer. There's lots of people who just can pick up a beer and blind it pretty easily. But, uh, you know, uh, knowing the history of Belgium goes a long way.
4: Fair enough. And uh, to touch back on something Kenny said earlier, um, Cicerone does mean guide. (laughs) I think it's very helpful, not essential, but very helpful. talk to talk to someone who's already taken it because there's a lot of information that you know you wouldn't necessarily know to study or you could waste your time going into the weeds on something that really won't be that helpful. Uh, and just a quick clarification on what you're actually looking at uh, can really go a long way.
1: Yeah, I feel like the the buddy system on on this exam is is pretty crucial. if anything, then to split the cost of the off flavor uh, practice kit. Um, all right, well. That is our time for today. Thank you all for coming in. I know you're all very, very busy gentlemen, and I greatly appreciate it.
3: Well, thank you for having us. Thanks so much.
1: Uh Thank you for listening to Beer Me on Full Service Radio. We've been broadcasting live uh, from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Uh, thank you again to my guests, Dylan, Adam, and Kenny. I've been your host, Sarah Jane. The show airs live every Monday at 11 a.m. and is archived on FullServiceRadio.org. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at FullServiceRadio, or by emailing info at FullServiceRadio.org. Cheers! Thank you again for listening.